Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome back to the Know Your Role Player podcast. I am your host, J215Forever. Follow your boy on IG, and on my IG page is the podcast page that is at Know Your Role Player underscore podcast. It's K N O W Y A R O L E P L A Y E R underscore podcast. The best way that you can listen to this podcast is to download the Anchor app. Whether you have Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Radio Public, iHeartRadio Podcasts, or many, many more, you can hear episodes like the one you are currently listening to, all right? That's anchor.fm backslash know your role player. And every single app that I'm on, you will be fine, all right? All right, guys, welcome back. Today is Monday, October 24th. We got a lot to get to. I didn't do a pod because I wanted to let... A full weekend. I had a little hot takes, but I said, let me let them join summer. Let me get a full pod in. So a little adjustment for this weekend schedule. This will be a late Monday pod. Um, we'll do a full slate of all the games on Tuesday. So sometimes I try not to get too repetitive in all the games, but we'll do a backwards and then fourth episode. So let's get into today's pod. So real quick, as always, I know you're going to get this pod out late before the games, but just for fun, I like to get my picks in before the games, and then I'll talk about my things I notice. All right. So, real quick, Sixers and Pacers. Y'all know I'm always going to back my Sixers at 0-3. I will get to that today. But I got them beating the Pacers. Their biggest player is 6'9". Okay, so next is the Raptors and Heat. This game is interesting. This team, uh, a fight broke out in this game last time. These are pretty evenly matched teams. Um, they kind of have an up-and-down season. Starting 1-2, and two, after 10 games is when you first get a fair assessment. So, we don't know who's going to develop as what. But Miami is favored by three and a half. I do like them to win at home. Uh, that three and a half will be tough. I like them to win by at least three. So we can push in a line. But I like the Miami Heat tonight. All right. So the Magic at the Knicks. Knicks are favored by seven and a half at home. So two things happen. Either the Magic don't show up and the Knicks blow them out. Or this game gets really, really close and some free throws pull away at the end. I got the Magic coming to thin seven and a half. I could be crazy, but I looked at the matchup. I think they match up really good. And listen, don't be surprised if Cole Anthony has a good game. You know, his father is Greg Anthony, uh, you know, former New York Knicks player, grew up in the area. So just keep an eye on that. Celtics and Bulls. Boston is favored by six. Listen, Boston's a head and shoulders better team than the Bulls. I know the Bulls getting Zach Levine back tonight. I still like Boston, all right? Next, we got the Jazz and the Rockets, all right? The Rockets are... At home, Utah is favored by two. So, Rockets are plus two. I like the Rockets to take their plus two and possibly win this game. Nets and Grizzlies, all right? Memphis is 2-1-1 playing at home. They got blown out by Dallas the other night, right? And so, I expect them to balance back. I like Memphis to win this game. Um, John Morant dominates the Nets. I'll suspect Kyrie Irving to play well, but we'll see what happens. Spurs and Nuggets, Minnesota 8.5. The Spurs are just... Too small. They got some talent. They play fast. They got some young, talented players. But I feel like Minnesota should dominate the glass. It shouldn't really be that close. Uh, Rudy Gobert might have 20 rebounds the closer this game stays. Carl Anthony Towns will do whatever he wants. And I believe last year, when Anthony Edwards played the Spurs, he dropped about 50 points. So take that for what you need to. And last but not least, Nuggets at Trailblazers. Trailblazers are home plus four and a half. I like the Trailblazers. Um... I know the Nuggets are good, and they match up good, and Jokic always played Nurkic, um, the two former teammates, also another uh, revenge game. 
Jeremy Grant going up against his old Nugget team, but I like the Trailblazers. They're 3-0, and they're a little frisky, all right? All right. So, we're going to talk about a review of things, but there were some games on last night that I have to get to. Y'all know we got to start with the bad, and then we get to the good, all right? So, let's start with the bad. 0-3 for the Lakers, 3-0 and for the uh, Portland Trailblazers, all right? So, one is bad, one is good, but let's fair talk about other things. Now, y'all know, remember, when the Clippers uh, beat the Portland and they made the playing tournament, and, um, Portland did not, and, you know, Patrick Beverly was laughing all his time. Uh, doing the Dame time thing. And then remember when Westbrook, I, I think Damian Lillard is a funny guy because he's real humble. But I know he didn't forget that. And I was like, oh, wait, both of y'all was on the same team and y'all was talking that dumb stuff? Listen, he gave the Lakers the business, all right? In L.A., y'all remember, he is from Oakland. So he's going to perform well. I'm sure he had over 50 to 100 tickets there. And he put on a show, all right? He dominated his game. Uh, this was a was pretty good game to watch. Finishes with 41 points, 15 out of 25, 6 out of 13 from the three, five rebounds, two assists, and 34 minutes. Yo, these are some of the most efficient numbers I've ever seen in my life. And mind you, you got to know one thing about Dame. Degree of difficulty is always high. He might have a couple open shots, but most of the shots are step backs, going by people in the rim and attacking. So he really dominated. But let's talk about the other role players. That's been helping Portland with this 3-0 lead. Josh Hart, uh, the starting shooting guard for Portland Trailblazers, 16 rebounds, all right? That's on a shot attempts. Anthony Simons is a guy I'm really high on. He played great when Dean wasn't hurt. He's still starting the season off slow. Only finished with 12 points on 0 out of 6 from the three-point line, but I'm really big on him. But the offseason signing, one of the biggest improvements of this team is Jeremy Grant. Now, remember, when Jeremy Grant was on Detroit, he had a leading role. He was the number one option, and it was on him. Now, he's not in that role anymore, but I think that situation is really big for him to just be a better player. I do not believe he can be your number two player in a championship, but I believe he could be your number two in a play-in team. I don't know how sustainable this is. I always say Portland needs another consistent number two. Anthony Simons eventually will be that guy, but I don't think he's that guy yet. But again, Jeremy Grant, 16 points, two out of three from the three-point line, and the go-ahead bucket to win the game, scoring on LeBron James. <sighs> a couple other things. Uh, Nurkic played really well with 13 rebounds and four assists. Uh, he always dominates the glass versus the Lakers. Off the bench, nobody special. Um, just a solid performance from the starters. They really got it done, and they really carried the game. Nobody in the bench had over uh, 10 points. Now let's go to Los Angeles. So the Lakers, as a team, finish. From the three-point line, 6 of 33. Portland finished 10 of 27. I'm surprised uh, the Lakers took more than Portland. Okay, so a couple of things. As I said before in the Clippers game, I'm going to say it again. LeBron and Davis have been absolutely amazing this year. All right, Davis 22 and 10 with about six blocks. Phenomenal. LeBron 31, 8 and 8. Uh, took some weird shots. He had a, a, like a fake Steph Curry shot where he took about 35 feet, airballed it. Um, then on the last shot he missed, where well, you know I feel like he can get a better shot on the go ahead bucket. He just drove down for a dunk. Really kind of weird game, even though he played really well. But I need LeBron to be a little bit better. Um, Westbrook is four for fifteen, zero to three. He takes a late shot with about forty seconds left. Eighteen shots, um, seconds on the shot clock. Really bad situational basketball, and he's struggling, and everybody knows it. And you know, I know some people saying, hey, you're overkilling on Westbrook, but it's like, dude, you're playing bad. They know you're playing bad. 
I don't believe a team like the Los Angeles Lakers, that market, that team, that city, that organization can just say, we got to deal it out because he's a refresh, um, because he was unrestricted free agent. You don't know who you're going to get in the offseason, all right? Now, obviously, cap space is important, but you cannot let this team go out for 82 games and think you're going to do anything. You're not. You have no shooters. Let's talk about their quote-unquote shooters. Patrick Beverly, one for three. Um, LeBron James, two for nine. Anthony Davis, 0 for three. N- only person that had two threes is Austin Reeves, and he did it in 19 minutes. Kendrick Nunn has been really bad. Uh, Juan Toscano Anderson isn't really a three-point shooter, but they don't have any snipers. When you got guys like AD and LeBron, you need two things. Energy role players, guys that play defense, and three-point shooters. The Lakers have none of them. And I ask you one question. Why did Rob Palenka get an extension? I'm well aware that he won an NBA championship, but this roster is bad. This roster is bad. There's some young players on there that are kind of unproven. Um, they're also missing Thomas Bryant, but this roster is bad. They don't play enough defense. They're slow. It's a couple, and like I said before, when you don't have shooting, you play slow. When you play slow, you can't play in pace. There's not a lot of great athletes on the team. It's just bad. Versus Portland, who does look athletic, who has some good size on the wing, who does get out in transition, who has a guy that can really kill you from the three-point line, multiple guys. It just looks bad for the Lakers. The only thing I can say is that LeBron and Davis will play better. I don't have any confidence in any of these role players, man. And again, this was a really winnable game. The Lakers should have won this game, and they kind of fell apart towards the end. And it's just kind of the same story, different song, man. So it is what it is with the Lakers. Um, they're 0-3. Let's do the panic meter at about a 5. I I won't do um, panic meter too high until you get to about... If you go 0-8 or 0-10, yo, you're in some serious trouble. 0-10, somebody's got to get fired. Like, dude, that, that, that's just non-responsive. All right, but Portland 3-0, they're doing great, and we're going to keep it moving. Uh, a couple other games I wanted to talk about, the Kings and the Warriors. Now, this game, obviously, I thought the Warriors would win, um, but I'm really impressed by some things. Andrew Riggins has really stepped up and been more and more aggressive, and it's phenomenal. He finishes in this game with 24 points. He's officially the number two option. Uh, Clay, again, this offseason did not do a ton uh, remember, he tore his ACL and his Achilles in the offseason. I think that was kind of a mental hurdle for him. So his minutes are pretty down, and he's going to have a slow start to start the season. You know, obviously, Steph Curry is always amazing. Uh, 33 points, 7 out of 12 from the three-point line. Just ridiculous. But I want to talk about hashtag know your role player, and I want to do a new segment. I want to talk about a role, the know your role player of the night. And I can give this to different guys, but just based off of what he's been through the whole season, and I really liked what he did last night. I'm going to talk about Wiseman. Now, he's a high lottery pick, but he is a role player. There's nothing wrong with that. In 20 minutes, 14 points, six rebounds, three threes, and showed a ton of things. Finishing at the rim, got a sweet jump shot. Not a bad dribble handoff guy either, man. Again, I know these are small sample sizes versus second unit teams, but Wiseman is the real deal. He just needs a ton of reps. He needs to stay on the second team and get a ton, ton, ton of reps, all right? Uh, Draymond Green did Draymond Green things. Four rebounds, four assists, seven points, nothing special. Like I said, Wiggins was really the show. Uh, off the bench, you had Jordan Poole, who dominated 24 points. Three out of five from the three-point line. So both of the guys that got re-signed have been good, man. Draymond's did what he did defensively. Offensively, I just think he's just not the same player anymore, and you're just going to have to take and live with what you got. But they got more than enough shooting. Uh, three threes from Poole. 
Seven threes from Curry. Uh, two threes from Wiggins. Two threes from Clay. I think they finished with about 14. But I got to be honest with you. And this is one of my biggest points of the season. And y'all know last year I got on this guy because I just thought he needed to be better. But De'Aaron Fox has been absolutely amazing this year. All right. 26 points, 10 assists, 5 rebounds. Now, he only finished 1 out of 6 from the 3-point line, but I feel like he's shooting the 3 a lot more confident. On the season, right, and I know 3-game sample size, I'm well aware, 31.7 points, 5.7 rebounds, and 7 assists. All right, that's ninth in the league in scoring, tied 3rd with 7 assists, and, you know, obviously rebounding 5.7 as a guard is really impressive. Now, y'all know my thing about De'Aaron Fox. I feel like once he levels up defensively, it's been solid. Once he levels up defensively, the Kings do take off. Now, they are 0-3 with everything I said, and I want to talk about some role players. I got to play uh, better for them. I know Kevin Hewitt is a solid player from Atlanta. Uh, he struggled mightily. 3 out of 14 and 1 out of 8 from the 3-point line. So, bring the hook out because we're going to see how much longer that this guy starts. Uh... Between Keegan Murray, who hit four threes, and Malik Monk, who hit four threes, Kevin Hewitt's days is limited on that bent, on that starting lineup. Uh, Sabonis played phenomenal as well. And listen, Harrison Barnes, again, solid role player that uh, you know plays within himself, but a low upside, four points, two rebounds, zero assists. Listen, Keegan Murray played 38 minutes, right? And Malik Monk played 29 minutes. Those are starter minutes. So I don't know why these guys are starting. If you're just thinking, if you start these guys, you'll get more out of them. I hear that theory, but to me, adjustments got to be made soon. Um, you're 0-3. There's a lot of hope in the season. I do believe in the Kings. I still believe that they're going to make the play-in tournament, but I just need some of changes real quick, all right? I want to talk about one more game, a couple of news and notes around the NBA, and we'll get y'all out of here. Now, um, last game that I got to talk about, right? Two, and the last game I got to talk about, then we'll talk a little look around the league. The Utah Jazz are 3-0. They beat my second favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans, 122-121. to 121. Now, a couple asterisks in this game. Um, Zion did get hurt in this game. Brandon Ingram did suffer a concussion, and it's in the NBA protocol right now. But all that being said, 3-0 for the team that literally traded two all-star players, a defensive player of the year award, and they're 3-0. Now... Not too long ago, back in the day, the Sixers were 3-0, and they wound up finishing with like 7 or 13 wins. So, regression will come. But I will say this. When you got a lot of guys that are still veterans and they got a lot of pride and still believe they can make an impact in the league, they're going to play hard and they got nothing to lose. Laurie Markkinen has been phenomenal. 31 points. That's crazy. 31 points for Laurie Markkinen. 12 rebounds. Uh, 2 out of 6 from the 3-point line. Clarkson has been really good. 18-6. and six. They're playing free, man. They, to them, they got nothing to lose. Mike Conley, he was okay. Um, he shot really poorly, 3 out of 12 from the field goal, 1 out of 6 from the three-point line, finishes with 8 of 6. But listen, Colin Sexton off the bench with 8. I think he'll play better. Uh, Malik Beasley, 21 minutes. That's weird. I think he should play more minutes. Talon Horton Tucker, if it doesn't work out on his team, he's going to really have a hard time in this league because this is a team with his opportunity for him to play. Um... But they're phenomenal, man. James Vanderbilt, 15 points, hashtag know your role player. Two out of three from the three-point line, five out of seven from the field goal line. They play hard. They play fast. They they play with nothing to lose, man. Um, and they were on the road this game. They got a road win. Now, Zion did play phenomenal, uh, 25 points, six rebounds, but he did get injured. Nothing big. 
He got a shot blocked by Jordan Clarkson uh, late in the game. And it said right now he might have a hip flexor. Uh, status unknown. CJ McCullough, phenomenal game. 50% from the floor. 12 out of 25. 2 out of 8 from the three-point line. Four rebounds, 12 assists. Like I said, I still expect the Pelicans to win well over 50 games. This game was a little fluky with certain things that happened, but got to give credit where it's due. I want to talk about a couple more things around the NBA, and then I'm going to get y'all out of here, all right? Just what I peep, all right? This episode is going to call I Peeped It, and I want to tell y'all five things I peeped. One, the Lakers have no shooting, all right? Two, the Trailblazers role players are making a big impact, and with a consistency, with more consistency from Anthony Simons, they might be solid, all right? And they could be a team that could look to upgrade during the break, all right? Three, Donovan Mitchell has been absolutely phenomenal. Um, with Darius Garland going down, he injured his eye the other day, and he hasn't came back. The load has been on um, my man Donovan Mitchell. The other night, he finishes with 37, 5 and 4, 5 out of 12 from the three point line, 45 minutes, too. They don't have a number two scorer. He is the number one scorer. He is the number two scorer, and he's been doing everything. Wizards, uh, excuse me, Cavs are 2 and 1. Couple other things I noticed. Kuzma always playing really good, but it has to mean something. The two and one. We'll see how far as that goes. Um, it, it, it's uh the Oak the Oklahoma City Thunder are interesting, right? Because Shea Gillis Alexander is one of my favorite players to watch. They're not a good team, man, and they're going to be in the lottery again. And I just want to know at what point do we hold a GM accountable as far as like developing wins? I get you can draft a talent, but you have to turn it. And again. How much patience do you get to do that, you know? Uh, but we'll see about that. Couple of other news and notes. I told you before the season I didn't buy the Hawks. The 2-1, um, they lost to Charlotte, which isn't great. Charlotte is 2-1. I don't know how. Well, LaMelo not playing a game this season yet. Um, Kelly Oubre scored 24 points. And Nick Richards had a career high, uh, 20. But uh, I just don't love the size of it. The dynamic is fine because they play fast. And, um, you know, Trey Young's pushing up to DeJounte Murray. They can always find a shooter. They can always finish strong at the rim. They're talented players. I just don't know if they complement each other well long term. You know, they can play on the court together, but I don't know, man. It's a frustrating trade. It's fine. They're two and one. Like I said, 10 games is the first quarter. That's when you can really have a good sample size. So we'll see what happens. The Timberwolves are still looking good. Um, They're two and one on the season. They did beat OKC. But... I want to talk about one last team, right? I truly believe whenever the Clippers are healthy, they're going to have one of the three best records in the NBA. Now, listen, Kawhi and John Wall are still not playing back-to-backs, but Kawhi and John Wall coming off the bench is nasty, all right? Paul George being a starter by himself in the early part of the season forces him to be more aggressive, to go after more shots, and kind of be more of a leadership role, which is important for him because whenever Kawhi does come back and become the number one option again, you know, you want Paul George to stay aggressive, and this foundation is really helping him with that. The Suns have been okay. Um, you know, they've been up and down to 2-1. They're playing solid. I don't think they're as good as they were last year, but again, three games is not a fair evaluation for anything. Now, Christian Wood, man, I tell y'all, the Mavericks destroyed the Grizzlies the other night, 137-96. When I talked about Christian Wood before the offseason, I was just telling you about being cautious and about, you know, a few mishaps he's had. But I might, I think I did say it, but I want to say it again. He's extremely talented, all right? He just has natural skill, and he's one of three players in the NBA to average 16 points, 10 rebounds, and to shoot 35% from the 
from a three-point line. The other two are Joel Embiid and Nikolai Jokic. That is good company. All right, once again, he plays phenomenal. Um, 25 points, 12 rebounds, and 25 minutes. I don't see a way, a way in the world where he doesn't start, but maybe as a team and a philosophy, like, yo, we're going to bring him off the bench just because we like him in matchup-wise. And Luka's such a great dominant player, he could do it by himself. I wouldn't worry about the Grizzlies too much. Um, they kind of just lay the egg, uh, f- flat legs. I expect them to come out and play much better against Brooklyn tonight. But I wouldn't worry about them too much. It's a lot of things I like and I don't like. Luka has been phenomenal. All right? Brandon Ingram has been phenomenal. Jason Tatum has been phenomenal. De'Aaron Fox has been phenomenal. If you guys ever get a chance, check out those games uh, while they're playing. The Celtics are 3-0. I wanted to make sure I say that. No hater in me. They look just as good as they did last season. And, again, for losing a coach that probably I thought could have been coach of the year, they haven't missed a beat. 3-0 and is a small sample size. We'll see what they do. But um, they look great, man. And listen, last but not least, and I'm going to wrap this up with this one right here. The Philadelphia 76ers are 0-3. Uh, I talked about them playing the places tonight, but let's forget that. James Harden has came out and looked good. Joel Embiid is not in shape. In the offseason, he said they had plantar fasciitis, something that was kept pretty much under wraps because I didn't hear nothing about this until uh, this past week. But So he's getting back into shape. But the defense has got to be better. Um, remember when Harden came over that Matisse Stiebel started next to him and, you know, P.J. Tucker. And I just asked yourself a couple of things. The biggest problem with the Sixers to me is, one, Doc Rivers is very stubborn. I just, I'm not a fan of him. But they got to play better defense. Playing harder is in part for the coach, but guys got to just play harder and play more together on defense. And B has to get in better shape. When he was better, the team's better. And the synergy that was there between Embiid and Harden kind of get together again. Both guys are putting up points, but they play well off each other. You know, they're both alpha scorers, and one's MVP, one finished second MVP twice. But again, they complement each other's games really well. It's just interesting about that balance because I feel like Harden feels like this year he's a much better scorer. And I know after last season how it ended that he's much more, he's ridiculous on proving that he can score again and he's still elite in his league. Um, he's doing a really good job of getting by people. His three-point shot looks good. As always, he's a phenomenal passer. Uh, Tobias Harris, to me, is the cloud in the room. He's inconsistent. When he plays good, the Sixers usually play well. When he doesn't play good, it, it, you don't not surprised. You know, but the thing is, he has one more year on his deal, and I really believe that there's a sneaky Daryl Morey move coming. Now, this team's 0-3. We're not going to hit the panic button. Lucky for them in Philadelphia, other things are well. Not to talk about other sports, but the Phillies did make the World Series. They're in Philadelphia, and the Eagles are 6-0. So they're not even getting all the pressure that they would usually get would make this a bigger story. But trust me, about a week or two, if they're still not doing nothing, they're going to get what's coming to them, all right? Again, we'll see what happens. I want to keep this short. So Wednesday, I'm not going to do a podcast tomorrow. Wednesday, I'm going to do a full breakdown. Uh, we'll do some power rankings. Uh, we'll do, you know, 10 things I noticed. We'll do another role player shout out. We'll have a lot of fun, y'all. As always, please like, share, subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Hashtag K-N-O-W-Y-A-R-O-L-E-P-L-A-Y-E-R. All right? That is on Facebook. That is on Instagram. That is on Twitter. That is on any social media app you got. All right? I'm on plenty of apps. Look me up, search me on Anchor, and y'all find me. I appreciate y'all. Happy Monday. Continue to grind. Continue to work hard. Continue to get it. And we'll be back Wednesday for the Wednesday pod leading for Wednesday night. 
Y'all be good. Peace.